What's up, guys? Welcome to the Boom Tequila Podcast with your hosts. I'm Jody. And I'm Erin. Have you ever thought that you were cursed or believed that something was cursed? Well, today, that is exactly what we're talking about, curses. We're going to talk about what a curse is and then walk you through several famous curses. So stay tuned to find out if you believe any of these wild stories. Oh, so what is a curse? A curse is basically like a bad omen, a prayer for something bad to happen or a specific negative energy directed at someone or something. We have some interesting information and stories about curses that many believe are very real. So yeah, these are all based on real things that have happened. The question is whether or not the curse aspect is real, Uh, but a lot of people believe that these are. So the first one we're going to look at is the curse of Tippecanoe. This one stood out to me in particular because it takes place around where I grew up. And this is the curse of Tippecanoe or also called Tecumseh's curse. History.com explains this curse saying that in the mid 20th century, U.S. media began to note a pattern in presidential deaths starting with William Henry Harrison and ending with John F. Kennedy. Basically what happens is every 20 years, the country elected a president who would die in office. Ooh, Harrison, the first president to die in office was elected in 1840. The other presidents who died in office include Abraham Lincoln elected in 1860 and 1864, James A. Garfield elected in 1880, William McKinley elected in 1900, Warren G. Harding, elected in 1920. Franklin D. Roosevelt, elected in 1940, as well as 1932, 1936, and 1944. And JFK, elected in 1960. The only president between Harrison and JFK to fall outside of this pattern is Zachary Taylor, who was elected in 1848 and died in 1850. Is it really bad that I don't recognize a lot of these names? No, to be honest, like... I know we had to memorize all the presidents when we were younger, but that was, yeah. I think, one of the first things to go. Yeah, definitely. For other like, things. You like, could tell me any random name and I'd be like, yep, that was the president in uh, 1823. <laughs> yeah. In the 1930s, Ripley's Believe It or Not claimed the pattern was due to a curse Shawnee Chief Tecumseh had placed on Harrison and future presidents after Harrison's troops defeated Tecumseh at the Battle of Tippecanoe in 1811. So Tecumseh died two years later in another battle against Harrison's troop. This story likely originated with non-Native Americans, and there's a similarity to other curses in U.S. books and movies about disturbing Native burial grounds. So basically other curses surrounding like when a Native American was killed, that a curse was set in place. Oh, wow. The curse of the billy goat. Is this why the Cubs never win? Billy Thanis? Did I say that right? Thanis? I think so. Okay. Owner of the Billy Goat Tavern was kicked out of Wrigley Field in 1945 after bringing his goat to the game. He was mad that he had to leave and made statements that the Cubs wouldn't win anymore. The Cubs have had a pretty rough go ever since, and some attribute their losses to this very curse. Ooh. Do you think that's why the Cubs don't win? Someone brought their billy goat and cursed him. <laughs> I don't want to say the Cubs suck, but they do. And I'm a Cubs fan, but yeah. It could be. It's. I think it's the goat. Yeah. For sure. It's the goat <laughs> that made the Cubs not the goat. 
Oh, you know, like the greatest of all time. Okay. I I got you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, the next one is called the 27 club. And basically this one is about several celebrities who have died around the age of 27 specifically. People think that that's like a cursed year or something. I don't know. But some of these celebrities include Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, just to name a few. Additionally, several of these celebrities also became famous around the age of 25 and then died two years later. Some say this is all tied to a curse. Oh, I have heard of that one too. Otzi or Otzi, the Iceman. In 1991, some hikers found the body of a man who had died in the mountains, buried in ice up to his stomach and frozen in ice. They reported this to authorities who eventually removed the body. This was considered to be a wet mummy because the organs and everything were still intact since the body had been preserved through the freezing temperatures and ice. It was determined that this man was somewhere around 45 years of age when he died, over 5,000 years ago, making Otzi the best preserved oldest archaeological find of a human body. In fact, it was so well preserved that he still had intact blood cells and even food in his stomach that researchers could look at to better understand his diet that apparently consisted of meat and grains, which he had eaten about two hours before he died. It is believed that he was murdered as an arrow was discovered lodged in his back. It is believed that he was shot with an arrow and then quickly bled to death. While this story is interesting to say the least, many also believe that there is a curse tied to him, or rather those that disturb him. Several people who were associated with Otzi or Otzi, Otzi? I think it's Otzi. Otzi's, Otzi's discovery died at young ages. In 1992, which was just one year after Otzi was found, Rainer Hinn, the guy who put Otzi in the mummy bag with his own hands and then later oversaw the examination of Otzi, died in a car crash while driving to give a presentation about Otzi. Wow. Then Kurt Fritz, who showed Rainer, the previous guy that died where Otzi was in the first place, was hiking with a group in the mountains and died in an avalanche. No one else in his party died. And then in 2004, one of the hikers who found the mummy was hiking near where he had found Otzi when a sudden blizzard came and took him out, and he was found several days later. There was an Australian journalist who created a documentary about Otzi and how he was removed from the ice. He died at 47 years old, around the same age that Otzi was when he died from a brain tumor. Then the guy who was one of the first to examine the Iceman and later ended up being over the Iceman investigation team died from multiple sclerosis complications. He was 65 years old, though. Then lastly, a guy who was in the process of writing a book about Otzi passed away suddenly and the cause of his death was inconclusive. So for in total, there were roughly around seven people associated with Otzi that died in these earlier strange ways. From a data standpoint, you know, it's not statistically significant enough to prove anything, but there are a lot of people who say that because the nature of the deaths and these people's relationship to the case, that it's tied to a curse. I think it is for sure. (laughs) So next is the curse of the crying boy painting. So this painting of an orphan boy whose parents had died in a fire. In the painting, it looks as though the boy is crying. This was hung in homes all around Europe. Many of the homes that hung this painting ended up burning in house fires or explosions, but that's not all. Even the homes that were totally burnt down, this painting would remain perfectly fine. 
there were also restaurants that hung this painting that also burned. Oh my gosh. I know. This curse broke news on the front page of a newspaper in 1985, causing a bit of hysteria. People claimed to have lost loved ones at the fault of the painting. Others claimed that they had tried to set the painting on fire to destroy it, but it would not burn. A firefighter who was questioned about these events stated that the fires were caused by carelessness. However, he also stated that he had seen over 50 fires involving the crying boy painting from 1973 to 1985. 50. Wow. Eventually, the Sun newspaper put out a message for people to send in their paintings and staff from the newspaper burned the paintings that were sent in on Halloween night. Yeah, this is when a lot of people believed at the time. So where is it at now? Do we know? I don't know. There's pictures of it online. If you Google I don't want to look at it. I think... (laughs) I think it is actually called crying boy painting and it's yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. And then the next one that we're going to look at is tied to the curse of the Pharaohs. So many Egyptian Pharaohs were cursed with threats to people who robbed the tombs from threats of haunting to death. And sorry, the Pharaohs were not cursed. There were curses on the tombs as a threat warning people who would disturb the dead or the tomb. There are all kinds of tales of things happening to people after taking things from Egyptian tombs. So Tutankhamun's, or Tutankhamun, I I don't know why that word is so hard for me to say, Tutankhamun's tomb. I think it's Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun, but then it's King Tut, so that's what throws me off. Oh. But I think you're right, like, it's not King Toot. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Okay, Uh, Tutankhamun's. I should just say King Tut in all cases of this. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, But he was one of the most infamous pharaohs. And this curse is one of the most infamous curses of all the pharaohs as well. So a team, which was led by Howard Carter, was exploring and broke into the entrance of the locked tomb of team, Team King Tutankhamun. In 1922, this was a really famous archaeological find, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about it. Yeah, King Tut was pretty young when he died, and arguably not the greatest pharaoh. Even if he is the most well-known, not a ton is known about King Tut. We know that he married his sister or stepsister, and that he became king around eight or nine years old and reigned for about 10 years and then died. Okay, Can you imagine, like, an eight or nine-year-old king? Like, Mm -hmm. my nephew is about that age and I cannot it would be chaos (laughs) (laughs) anyway so in this tomb they found all kinds of things uh boxes that held cups of meat his belongings clothes toys there were couches and even a child-sized throne along with of course his mummified body but this whole like inside the cave there was this huge room and it had just all these things that were buried with him all preserved because the tomb was sealed. And there was a photographer there to take pictures of inside the tomb. And this was actually one of the first tomb discoveries to use photography. So the pictures are kind of interesting. If you feel like uh, Googling. There is this place in Egypt called the Valley of the Kings that holds the tombs of many Egyptian royals. For many years, people had been exploring this area and finding nothing because many of the tombs had already been raided and robbed long ago. Howard Carter was an archaeologist who was familiar with the kings and what had already been dis- and what had already been uncovered. 
He knew that thus far, there was no account for King Tut's tomb, no reports of it being discovered, empty, and no findings. So he mapped out these areas that had already been uncovered to better narrow down where he thought King Tut's tomb would be. The archaeology expedition was crazy expensive, and they spent over five years searching the area. After all this time, money was running out, and Carter was told that he would need to wrap it up. He had one area left to search, and if he didn't find the tomb soon, he'd have to walk away with nothing. They uncovered a sealed door that led to a passageway that led to another sealed door that led to the burial chambers. In fact, they found the tomb. The fact that they found the tomb still sealed was amazing because all the other tombs had pretty much been broken into and robbed long before this team ever arrived. When Carter entered the tomb, a hawk was seen flying over the area, which some considered a bad omen. This was the first sign of the curse. Well, that and the fact that the tomb was written, death shall come with swift wings to him who touches the tomb of the Pharaoh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I was about to enter a tomb, like a dark sealed tomb underground, and that was the first thing, like my welcoming message was death shall come with swift wings to him who touches the tomb of a Pharaoh. Uh-huh. I would, I'd bounce. Yeah, I'd, I'd just watch from outside maybe. <laughs> The guy, right? <laughs> the guy who had financed the search, the guy who had financed the search, Lord Lord Carnarvon, ended up dying just four months after the tomb was discovered. Lord Carnarvon was bitten by a mosquito, so random. And then, while he was shaving, he nicked the mosquito bite, which led to an infection that killed him. The moment he died, this part I thought was really crazy. The moment he died, the lights in Cairo, Egypt went out and his dog Susie howled and then like he died. But like the all dog died the too? Fact, uh, yes, I believe the dog died at the same time. So like oh the dog God. let out a big howl and died at the same time that he died, but they weren't together. And the wow. lights in Cairo went out, like all on the same night. Yeah, that's crazy. Super weird. People thought that Carnarvon had paid the price of digging up the tomb, but Carter did not believe in the curse and continued researching and inspecting in and around the tomb. Shortly after the first death, an American guy who visited the tomb died of pneumonia. Then an Egyptian guy who visited the tomb was shot by his wife shortly after. Wow. I know, (laughs) but that's not all. Members of the archaeology team who discovered the tomb started to die not long after. The photographer died. A guy who inspected the tomb and fell uh, was injured and died shortly thereafter. One guy committed suicide and his father was noted yelling out that it was the curse of the tomb. And then the dad died shortly after that. Yeah, it said the dad. I think I think it said that the dad jumped off of a building or something like um, that. He felt haunted by the curse or complained of feeling haunted by the curse. So, wow, I know. Super creepy. Uh, But anyways, there were at least 13 deaths that had been linked to the curse or supposedly linked to the curse. Some question the curse, though, because Howard Carter, the man who actually discovered Tutankhamun's tomb, led and led the whole search actually lived to the age of 64 and died of natural causes. The last curse that we have for you is that of the cursed phone number. It's 0888-888-888. This number supposedly has so many deaths tied to it that has been blocked from you so that no one can own this number again. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was weird. I'd never heard that, but 
I wonder if that was like the, I know five, five, five or something is one that nobody ever starts with. And then it made me wonder, yeah. like, maybe that's cursed too. Like what's, what's the reason? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, that's the one you always see in like movies and TV shows. Is they always start I know. With five, five, five. So true. So do you believe any of these curses, all of these curses? Yes. I believe all of them. I definitely do. I love it. I don't know <laughs> if I do. I feel like I'm a little bit more skeptical. So I tend to think there is like power and the energy we put out there and things like that, which can feed into like the idea of curses. One thing I think is really interesting though, is that it said Howard Carter, the guy who discovered Tutankhamun's tomb, he did not buy into the curse uh, stuff at all. And he was, so he was like not concerned with it. He wasn't worried about it and he didn't allow it to affect him. And then he lived to 64, which to me, I don't want to be like, oh, they brought it on themselves. But it almost made me wonder if he was somehow able to, whether it was, you want to call it blocking that energy or um, that the other people, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, yeah. I feel like I'm not explaining this super well, but. No, no. Well, they always say I, a curse you, isn't real unless you believe in it enough to make it real, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like, especially yeah. the guy who felt like he was like, this is because of the curse. Like, almost like if you give power to it, or if you believe it, you kind of give power to it, whether it would. I don't know. Yeah. And we're always, I mean, everyone, it's human nature. (laughs) No, it's human nature to look for an explanation for things, especially when like negative things are happening to you. So it's easy to be like, well, it said that, you know, death would fall upon us. So I know it's the curse. For sure. So I'm not sure how much I, I don't know, because I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm torn is what it is. Like, I kind of believe it, but I'm skeptical. I definitely believe it, especially like the whole Pharaoh King Tut stuff, because I swear, and I know we talked about this before, but I swear they had to have some kind of like magical something to build those pyramids and to just everything that they built back then. Like, I think that they, they, they knew how to do the things. They probably did have. Yeah. Aliens, I think is what I heard. Aliens built the pyramids. Aliens built the pyramids and they gave them the power to create curses. Yeah. For sure. I think that, that, now that, that makes sense though. (laughs) 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 So have you ever been cursed or cursed anyone? Oh my goodness. Sworn at them. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, I've never cursed anyone and I didn't, I don't think that I've been cursed up until recently. I got COVID. I have COVID right now and that's awesome. <laughs> so, so, so I have the curse of the COVID curse right now. Oh my gosh. But other, otherwise I've been really lucky on being cursed. I think. <laughs> yeah, no curses for you. Yeah. I was watching when I was like doing research for this episode. I, I saw this video on, I, that I came across on YouTube of this girl who was talking about curses and hexes and kind of how they work. And she was explaining that basically stating a curse out into existence. Like, even if you're not all like, oh, I'm a witch or whatever, um, basically it's putting that energy out there. And it's like, almost like helping bad, like karma along if someone deserves it or like putting a negative energy out. And so she used the example of, I want to say it was something like someone's driving past you and they get mad at you and they're like, fuck you and fuck your day. Like, and then you have a really bad day. Like you might not realize it, but like, they kind of put that energy out there and like, put a curse on your day or something I don't know if I believe it I just know that makes sense no yeah (laughs) so I like that that's really interesting (laughs) yeah and then I have well we don't know if it's like a real curse I I felt like maybe it was 
I had a curse for a long time that I think, I think it's broken. Maybe it only lasted for like 10 years or something. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's broken now. But for years I had this curse where, um, (laughs) should I really, this is what has made me believe in curses because because what if somebody hears this curse, but then they're like, damn it, you got me pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Then you should get a thank you card or something. Right? Like send me a thank you card if that's you. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Now everyone's <laughs> going to be like really excited to hear this curse. So basically what happened was like I had dated this guy a long time ago. And then when we broke up, every single guy that I like kissed or made out with or whatever, um, ended up the next girl that he was like with or dated got pregnant, like short, I want to say, I don't know if it was like, if it was like within six months or within a year, but it was like pretty immediately after, like it was really right away. And I'm talking every guy and I'm, every I made one. out with a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 not like two, but it was like, what should we No, count? it was should enough we, to like count and tell everyone how many dudes I made out with. Like oh I don't know. it was it was a lot. It was, it was kind of a lot. That, like we <laughs> noticed after a few and it's like this oh, keeps happening. Like as soon as you you make out with them and then the next person that they is it like they date? I think it's the next person that they date. Yeah. Or hook up with because some right of them away. were like, yeah, pregnant. Yeah. So if you're having fertility problems. <laughs> And you're looking for like alternative methods. It hit me up. I'll make out with your husband. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. I don't think the curse works anymore. That's so creepy. I'm not going to make out with anyone's husbands. Like she's like, I've it's been tested multiple, multiple times lately. <laughs> so crazy. No, I think, I think you broke the curse. I don't know how it's, how it got broke, but yeah, I think it's broken. I'm pretty sure it's broken now, but I mean, at least. But that was the curse. So if you're a dude listening to this that ever made out with me and then you got someone pregnant, that's why. You're welcome. You can send me like a check or a thank you card. I'm going to probably cut that. That was no, no, so you're weird. <laughs> no, because it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. I will not, however, be sending you any child support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, man. it's going downhill, guys. I'm so sorry. I love it. I love um, it. But yeah. On that note, (laughs) also, if you guys have had any curses, I want to hear about them. If you're in our Facebook group, that's where I feel like we're the most engaged. Like we always have good discussions and questions and stuff going on in our Facebook group. So uh, let us know in there, but you can on our Instagram too, or DM us or whatever, like we're available. (laughs) If you've had any curses, we want to hear about them. Well, and we do like live chat, like live get togethers and stuff on face on the Facebook group. So we do, if you ever want to hang out with us on live and it's not like live where we just like go live and talk to you. We do like rooms where it's like a zoom room or something where like, we're all hanging out. It's not just like me and Jody live and you watch us talk to ourselves. Listen to us some more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like we actually want to hang out with you too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what these noises are, guys. I'm so sorry. We're I like it. I don't know. Jody has COVID. I blame it on that. <laughs> it's, so... COVID. it's the COVID curse. <laughs> blame it on Corona. Coronavirus. And now it's time we're gonna transition into Joe Jam. What you got? All right. This week I have been listening to Dustin Lynch 
featuring Lauren Elena. The song is called Thinking About You. It's just so fun. Check it out. Awesome. And I have two. So the first one, this actually, the video for this came out a couple of weeks ago. It's called Industry Baby by Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow. And the video is so crazy. Like they're, they wear like hot pink. And when you normally think about like how they always have like, like sexy girls dancing or whatever in like a hip hop video, they have, it's all these dudes. And there's one part where like all the dudes are dancing, but they're naked and they just blur the peens out. <laughs> it's a crazy video. I mean, it's Lil Nas X, so it's going to be a little crazy, but. Is he the one that just did the music video where he goes like to hell? On a stripper pole? And- yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's controversial because people are like, like oh, he went to hell on a stripper pole and like that's like he's the devil or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. My stance on that was kind of different because I felt like if you actually heard him explain it, he was like, you know, my whole life I grew up with like people in the church and Christians telling me that like you're going to hell or whatever. And so it's like his way of kind of taking back that narrative and being like, I own this and I have you know, he's like, Satan doesn't have power over me. I have power over him. And, you know, if you're telling me I'm going to hell, like it was so many things wrapped up into one, like crazy analogy that it was just like, I, I feel like some people just saw like the kind of hell theme and like missed all of the like brilliance behind it. I loved it. And I think I heard his explanation before I even saw it. Like it made me want to watch the video because he was like, everyone keeps saying I'm going to hell. Well, I did go watch it. Yeah, like go to, if you're going to go to hell, go there on a stripper pole, I guess. Yeah, like, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> and th- but this isn't that video. This is a different video. But okay. that video, I think that video is just called Montero, um, if you want to check out that one too. But that one came out a little while ago. I feel like a lot of people have probably seen that one by now. And then the other one is Cash Doll featuring Wale. And it's called Single and Happy because, I don't know. Story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I'll check them out. Yeah. And now it's time to dish bitch. You better dish bitch. (laughs) My my mouth was so close to the mic when I said that. I'm worried it's going to be so loud and annoying when I hear it. But I love it. (laughs) Anyways, uh, dish bitch, we do fun personal questions for you to get to know us a little bit better. Sometimes it gets a little racy. Today it's not getting too crazy. So it'll still be fun though. And all right. Would you rather have 20 hobbies or one single passion? I think one single passion. I feel like it's fun to have like different options and different things that you like to do. But I feel like if I'm that way, I won't give my all to something. And I like to give all of my attention to something that's most important to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I think that... See, I'm torn on this because I definitely think I'm someone who tends to have like 20 different passions and it's so, it's so hard for me to find focus because, and so like for that reason, I think the idea of a single passion sounds nice of something to like, just focus on this one thing and then like live life and have fun. But like, I'm like, I want to do all the things (laughs) and you doing the one thing would give you an idea for another thing. And then that would give you an idea for another thing. Like (laughs) awful. Yes. Like, yo, like I'll start down one. I'll start with like, let's have an event for this. And by the end of it, I'm like, we've got an event and like a a retail store and (laughs) (laughs) like, (laughs) and it's actually going to be six events that are annual with like, I don't know. It's like a whole 
problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you had to do karaoke in front of a large audience, what genre, or even not just whatever, if you just had to do karaoke, what genre of music do you think that you can do the best? Like that you could actually sound the best doing? That I could sound the best doing? Oh, I'd love to, I want to say like, like queen or something, something that's not too like pretty, but there's a couple Miranda Lambert songs that I could do that are terrible. Awesome. So like country or rock. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What about you? Rap? I think probably, um, probably like Italian opera. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I can't sing at all. Like I can't even sing like, uh, I don't know what you call it. Like a song that doesn't have a lot of range to it. Like I couldn't even do that very well. So I would probably pick something that where I could just rap because if I know the words to a rap, I'm, I'm good with that, but you get to the singing part and I sound like a broken, just broken. I just sound broken. (laughs) What's that song where it's just tequila. That's, that's my karaoke song. I don't know. There's, you know, it's like tequila. Is it like a commercial? I don't think no, you can pick a commercial. Tequila. And that's the only word in the whole song. It's just not even boom. No, no booms. It's just tequila. No, that's not it. I'll send it to you. Okay. <laughs> you'll know it. You'll know it when you hear it. <laughs> Perfect. And then if you could have one exotic or non-traditional pet, what would it be? I want more than anything a possum I just Boy, think that's that so cute that's not what I was expecting I love it. <laughs> I'd love to have a possum or if it was if I got it as a baby I would love to have like a sloth but they when you get them in the wild they're always like they got bugs and stuff in them and they have like mold on them and but I'd love a possum that would be cute it'd be so fun with a possum too because you could like teach it tracing like watch it play dead guys <laughs> the sloth would be really cool but sloths like my problem with a sloth is like there I visited I visited one in Florida a while ago and the lady was explaining to me that like they're actually you know wild animals and like they're not really designed to be domestic pets even though some people would like them to be and so I feel like I wouldn't be I wouldn't want to do that because it would need to be like outside in range and I would be like no I want to cuddle you love me and then it would be like like I shouldn't have a sloth for that reason um I don't know I've honestly I've thought ferrets I know a lot of people are going to think this is gross I've thought ferrets are cool for a while but they stink like I don't want something that stinks um, when I was a kid, I always wanted to have a pet pig. I always thought that would be like the coolest. No, um, I love no, it's not them. gross. Like it's weird. But like when I was a kid, I always thought that would be the coolest pet. Like I wanted a pet pig. I don't know if it was from Charlotte's web or what, but yeah. Um, I guess they're like really smart. Like I have a couple friends that have them as pets and they keep them inside and everything like they're potty trained. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that just got a pet pig and it's, I don't know if it's like a dwarf one or if it's just a baby. And so it's small right now, but it's yeah. Aww. I think mm. if I had a bigger, if bigger space with like places to put all of it, maybe like a pig or a sloth or something. I don't know. Still probably not the sloth. I want it, but it wouldn't want me back. <laughs> 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 Anyways, last question. Has anyone ever given you a strange gift? And what was it? A strange gift? I don't 
Nothing that I can think of. Can you think of anything? I feel like I would have told you. I feel like what you're doing right now is you thought of something, but you don't want to say it because that person might listen. And then you're like, no, No. we're going to be like, she's making fun of my gift. No, no, I swear. (laughs) I I didn't think about that when I asked you this question. No, Uh, I really, I really can't think of anything strange. No one's already like a weird, like, or even just like a gift that you were like, what the hell? Like, why would you give me this? (laughs) Like it's just a crappy Um, one. Not even like a boyfriend from like middle school or something. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I really don't think so. I really, I swear, I really can't think of anything weird, but I like everything. So even if it was weird to me, I was like, oh, I love that. I'm sure. No, you're probably I, right. I really can't think of anything. I will say oh. something really cool that comes to mind that I talk about and show people. And it's something you got me that I love. It's a bangle bracelet and you can open it and use it as a flask and put alcohol in it. I love that thing. And everyone's like, oh my God, that's so cool. I'm like, yes, it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So the one that, I think the strangest gift that I ever got was, this was like years ago. I used to work at a salon and there was this client that would come in regularly and get like extensions and just all the things. Um, and she would bring her daughter in and I would, I would often like play with her daughter if I didn't have, I don't know, a client or whatever. And she was super friendly, just talked to everyone. Anyways, she wasn't even my client, but one time she came in and she brought these like baby pink sky high literal stripper shoes. Like I'm talking the ones with like the, I don't know, six inch platform, like total of like over 12 foot tall. Was she a stripper? No, she was like a 40 something mom. Like it, that's why it was like blew my mind. I was like, what is happening? Like, what is my life? And she's like, I brought these for you. I was like, what? She's like, well, I got them for me, but they didn't fit right. And I can't send them back because of, I don't know, whatever. She's like, so I thought, like you said, you wear a seven and a half shoe. I thought maybe you could wear, like, you'd want them. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I think I, you know, played it off. And I was like, thanks. Oh my God. Where are these shoes? Now I would like play it off and be like, I love it. Like, and then I would, you know, like I wouldn't actually wear it in public, but I'd like, think it was hilarious where I think I just didn't know what to do. Like, I was just like, thanks. I was 18 at the time. So I was like, okay. What (laughs) happened to them? Are they at the dome? And I ended up giving them away finally after years. I had them forever. (laughs) There were multiple times I tried to walk in them and I used to wear heels all the time. Like even when I was pregnant, I wore heels. Like it was a staple footwear for me, Mm. but after having kids that kind of (laughs) changes, I rarely wear heels now. And when I tell you, I could not walk in these things. Like I can walk in most heels, but I could not walk. Like it was a disaster me trying to walk in these things. So I ended up finally after like keeping them around for years. I don't even know why I kept them so long, to be honest. Anyways, I gave them to somebody else who thought they were cool and probably a stripper. No, no, no. It was one of, it was one of my little sister's friends actually. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. She just thought they were cool. And so I was like, well, you know, there's really no good reason for me to still have these. No, <laughs> so I don't even yours, own girl. one pair of heels anymore. Like none. And I feel like that used to be half of what I wore. I know. I'm none. Maybe we need to like 
once once you're done with the Rona, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we need <laughs> to like go to out talk. and like both wear heels again just for the sake of like Oh my god! I don't know. Like, take a pair of flats with us, but like, at least start. Yes, like, sprain my ankle. Also, take like, like something to wrap my ankle when I sprain it. <laughs> I feel like if I had to wear heels for a whole night out, I mean, and I can do wedges and like that kind of thing, but if I had to wear heels for a whole night out, I'd probably be a really like I'd be a bad I'd be a bad time oh after like, like a few hours. I'd be like annoyed. I feel like I'm already like so tall that I would just feel self conscious, like I was a giraffe. I don't know. I do it for you. You'd feel like Megan the Stallion. I would be a stallion. (laughs) Jody the Stallion. Yes. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just keep wearing our flats and like sweatpants out. We could have like a sweatpants and slippers night. I know that. (laughs) Now you're talking my language. All right, guys. Well, that is all we have for tonight. Thanks for joining us. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Boom Tequila Podcast or join our Facebook group if you want to interact more with us. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Boom! 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 Boom!